Let's talk about how we can solve issues creatively. Let's talk peace. This is Let's Talk Peace. I'm your host, Amanda, and this week we are doing something new. We are chatting with not one, but three guests. This is a chat with three incredible ladies from very different backgrounds and with very different life experiences who came together to create art for a cause. The project we will be putting the spotlight on this week is a new mural in Bayoud that speaks a powerful message to those passing by. It all started when Jade from the Netherlands, who works with the Irish NGO Concern Worldwide in Beirut, put together a workshop for migrant women. Alice, a Lebanese artist, was one of the facilitators at the workshop. Through the workshop, Jade and Alice became friends with Hannah from Ethiopia. Collectively inspired, they came up with the idea to create a street art statement advocating for the rights of migrant women in Lebanon. In this talk, we speak about street art, the kafala system, and wanting positive change. Now, without further ado, let's talk peace with Alice from Lebanon, Jade from the Netherlands, and Hannah from Ethiopia, who somehow all ended up in Beirut together in the right place at the right time with yours truly. I'm so happy to be talking to you guys tonight. Alice, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Initially, I uh, studied interior design. And then I worked as an interior designer for uh, four years. And then I decided to focus more on art because this is what I love to do since I was a kid. So I started focusing more on art and selling uh, more canvases and working in a studio. Yeah. And when the, re the revolution started, I met Art of Change. And then I started, uh, it was my first experience as urban art and public art on the streets. And from that, I started, I started doing more and more words and street art. That is so cool. So tell us more about art of change and the type of art that you do. You're saying that you do murals and street art. So art of change is a community that encourages uh, emerging artists and they help them to achieve what they want. And um, so yeah, just like I said, I started with them in the revolution and I did many pieces for the revolution. And then... Uh, I did more uh, more street art as my style, which are like more in, about animals and environment and raising awareness about environment and animals. And then when Jade, th Jade talked to me about this project, I did this project about domestic workers in Lebanon. All right, that's really cool. So tell us about this project that you recently did in Lebanon uh, about domestic workers. It's a mural in Bush Hamoud. I've, I've seen it. It's very beautiful. Thank tell you. us about this. Okay, so uh, when Jade approached me, she told me that uh, they are doing a workshop with uh, domestic workers and that I should join them and listen to their stories and to get to know them more. So, uh, and then at the end, to create like, a piece of art that can uh, resonate with them and with their voices and what mm -hmm. they want to say. So yeah, I went to this workshop and I met the, uh, many beautiful women and inspiring women and one of them is Hannah. <laughs> And um, yeah, I listened to them. They told of their stories, how I, how they ended up in Lebanon, and what they went through. And after all of this, I like translated or like interpreted their voices and their struggles into this mural that is basically uh, the same woman mm -hmm. showed in two different sides. Mm -hmm. What society sees, it's the domestic workers and the 
actually the real woman behind this domestic worker, which is a beautiful, intelligent, and a human just like all of us. Yeah. And could you tell us about what the process was like, like designing this mural? Uh, how did you come up with this idea? Was it you and Hannah, like collaboration, or was it just you? What was that like? Okay, so after the workshop, and after listening to many like stories of the women in the workshop, I asked them, each one of them, what they would want to say mm -hmm. for society. And then Hannah told me that actually she wants to show that there is a beautiful woman. She wants to show uh, like Ethiopian, and not only Ethiopians, when I, th when I say Ethiopians, like, I mean like all the domestic workers. She wants to show them in their in a beautiful uh, attitude or who they really are. Mm -hmm. So from that, I took that and other stories too, because this mural you know, doesn't only like translate Hannah's story, but other stories too. Like a woman is capable of doing something, is not only this worker. So yeah, this is how it came up. We are all just women at the end of the day. We have the same feelings, the same struggles. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what has painting this mural and doing this project, meeting Hannah, what has all of that taught you? What did you learn? Actually, I learned a lot of things. I knew about uh, what domestic workers goes and what region, but I didn't know to that extent. Like, I read some stories that I never heard of. I didn't imagine like you know some uh, some women come here uh, because they are told that they would work as a nurse or mm -hmm. they would work as, as what they usually do in their own country. So they lie to them and they come here and they make them work in houses. So I didn't know that at all. I didn't know a lot of things. So I learned more about them and I got more close to them and more close to Hannah. And yeah, so. I learned more about their cultures, about what their struggles, everything. That's so powerful. Yes. What is your favorite thing about art? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my favorite thing about art. Uh, I think it's personally, I'm a bit introvert and I don't know how to express myself with words. So I go to art because I want to express the ideas in my head. So it's a way of expression and it's a way to deliver a message. And in my art, I always like to uh, do art for a cause, to have a message behind this and to raise awareness about something. So this is what I like about art, that you can actually raise awareness, especially public art, because public art is uh, available for everyone. So uh, whoever like walks on the street, they can see the message that you want to Everybody crossing by is looking at it and getting affected. Yes. When you see it in a gallery, like it doesn't reach that much people. Exactly. It's only like maybe wealthy people or yeah. people who can go actually to a gallery that see art. And as such, public art is there for everyone and it's there to deliver a message. This is what it's important. Tell us about the other public art that you've done uh, in relation to the revolution, because I know you've been painting other murals yes. for a social cause. Uh, yeah, and so the one of the revolution were actually my the beginning of my uh, public art, and I've done five pieces in different uh, region in Lebanon, and yeah, it was also about uh, 
translating the voice of the people in Lebanon through art and delivering their message and keeping the memory of the revolution on the walls because now we know that the people are not anymore on the streets, they're not going down anymore, but the art is still there, it's still uh, say and say the story about mm -hmm. the revolution. So this is great. Incredible. So Hannah, I'm also so happy to be talking to you. Uh, you're also an artist, just like Alice. So tell us about your art. I started making art in 2018. It started when I would get bored at work, so I decided to try drawing to pass the time. I started drawing in the kitchen during my breaks. And then one day somebody noticed my drawings and he said that I was really good, so he called some other people to come and check it out. He said I had talent and they all agreed and I wasn't really sure. I'm like, what, you think I have talent? And then I started practicing and bit by bit I got to where I am. Eight years. I came to Lebanon when I was 17 years old. I was really young. I didn't know anything. I didn't know what I would be working, but I just came because I wanted the opportunity. I was living with my parents at the time and they needed support. It was really hard. I didn't know what I was doing. I was really young. I hadn't even done anything in my own country. It was the first time I was working and it was in a foreign country. And I came to this new place and suddenly people were bossing me around, telling me what to do, do this, get that. It wasn't easy. I don't know how I learned Arabic. It's a really difficult language. And my first employer, she would speak English to me. I didn't even know English either. But then with time, I started picking things up here and there, listening, and then I got another employer who spoke Arabic, and I learned little by little. <laughs> so smart. I've been trying to learn French for like freaking 10 years. Not happening. Not happening. <laughs> Yes, all the time. Especially when you're having problems, you start to miss home. And sometimes when you're working really hard and you get really tired, you start to miss your mom and your dad. Oh, and especially during holidays and you feel like you're a stranger in this country, it gets really hard. like Lebanon. There's a lot of beauty around, especially in the nature. They have mountains, you have the beach. It's really nice. And also I like the people. You find good and bad people everywhere. I know a lot of nice people. 
each person has something. Some people are nice, and some people are not so nice. What's your least favorite thing about Lebanon and being here? People perceive you as just a worker. Sometimes they don't see you as more than just somebody who cleans or as somebody who does these tasks. Even if you live here for 10 years, the perception doesn't change. For example, I could work for a woman, a lady for 20 years, and I could feel like she's my mother. But she will not feel the same way about me. She will always just see me as her maid, even after 20 years of working for her. And that's how it is. What do you wish that people in Lebanon could know and understand about Ethiopian women that come to Lebanon? A lot of us women, we come from Ethiopia for work and certain circumstances might push us to have to come here to work. But that doesn't mean that we don't have other interests or other passions. And a lot of times people think you don't know how to do anything more than just clean a bathroom. And that's not the truth. And it's, for, it's like that for me and for a lot of my friends that come here. They assume that you don't know anything and that they know everything. And I think everybody has something special. I mean, like for me, I wanted to be a lawyer. And each one of us, we have so much depth. There's so much more to us than just being a maid. My one friend loves to tell stories. My other friend, she wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to be a lawyer. But people don't see past the fact that you wear a uniform and that you clean houses. People act surprised when they discover that you know how to do certain things. Like once a lady was surprised that I knew how to read. I was reading a book and she's like, oh, you know how to read? I'm like, no, I don't know how to read. I'm just looking at the book. What do you think? Working on the mural was so much fun. It was such a lovely experience. I mean, Jade met me and Alice through the workshop, and she put it together. And then Alice was listening to all of the stories of the women, including myself. And we found that we had a lot in common. So we combined all of the commonalities between our stories to create the idea for the mural. One thing that we were all feeling is that we couldn't really express our beauty the way we wanted to. When we were working, we would have to be wearing a uniform and people just see you in that way. And I'm someone who really likes fashion and a lot of us felt that way. We like to express ourselves through our clothing and it's a part of being a woman. We have the right to wear what we want and to express ourselves the way that we want. And some people take that the wrong way sometimes, but it's just to feel good. We're more than just our uniforms. So we wanted to express that and we love the idea of reclaiming our beauty. 
about what people's reactions uh, have been Good to one. the painting. Both of you answered this. Okay, so I had two types of reactions. Mainly people loved it. On site, like people would stop and ask, say, listen, thank you for doing the, this, or it's beautiful, or finally someone like painting uh, someone from a different race, not like uh, a white girl or something like this. And you have people who like stop you and ask you why you're doing this. Sometimes it's not negative, you know, they ask you why a black woman. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but they're just curious about it, like why you're doing this, and you know, why, why is she black? Maybe it's some kind of ignorance, but you know, I always uh, try to uh, explain yeah. to them to them what's going on. Uh, yeah, some, and we had one guy, the... <laughs> I know, knows him. <laughs> He's, uh, he has an office who actually uh, hires uh, domestic workers and yeah. he stopped and he started, he asked me, ah, oh, is that a new office for domestic workers <laughs> opening here? <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no. He's like, I have a, an office, and oh, that looks great. And why are you doing this? I took a We're doing this exactly for people like you. Against yeah. people like you. I was very direct. Yes. And he's like, oh, you're going to make me sad. I'm like, I don't care. You make a lot of people sad. Some people were saying that it was a pointless project because it wouldn't even make a difference or make that change. It wouldn't really change anything. But then others liked it and they thought it was beautiful and it made them feel good. So we were getting two different kinds of feedback. So Jade, hello, my favorite Dutch girl that lives in Lebanon. <laughs> Tell us about what brought you here today, Ruth, and what kind of work do you do? So what brought me here, um, first time I came to Lebanon was like eight years ago almost now, mm -hmm. for this amazing organization called Francis Letters, the Spanish girls that started their own educational center for uh, Syrian refugees who were not within the habitation here. Um, so I volunteered for them and I just, I don't know, I think Lebanon has this magic that you come and then people tell you that you will not leave. And yeah, I left yes. a bit, but then I definitely came back. Um, so I came back and started to work for Concern Worldwide. So it's like an Irish organization, international NGO. And tell us about the anti-racism project that you're doing uh, here in Lebanon and about this art project that you organized between Alice and Hannah. The anti-racism initiative is really to give voice to the migrants at the gate um, for their protection, for their inclusion into the school. So we came up with uh, anti-racism videos, or like three, three, a series of three videos explaining about their situation related to the plants. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really advocating for any NGO. We always, always say that we are impartial, mm -hmm. but are we really? Like, I don't think so. If we look at, if we are focusing on nationality rather than vulnerability needs, I don't think that we are impartial, right? So really putting that message out of advocating for impartiality. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the change that needs to happen at the level of the system. Um, tell us about the Kafala system. What exactly is it and how does it work? So the Kafala system um, in Lebanon, so basically there are like, they say the estimate is like 400,000 migrants in Lebanon with like 250,000 domestic workers. 
and that's an estimation. But then, of course, there are so many migrant firms that are not registered. A lot of migrants enter Lebanon, and then their entry in the legal status is tied, is tied to the employer. So yeah, so basically, the kafala system is a system that like the the legal their legal status and the entry is tied to the to the employer, to right? The employer. Uh, leaving them with no rights. A lot of them have uh, their passports are taken away. So are they kept with with the caffeine, with the yeah. sponsor, right? Um, they're they're locked and locked in a room. The economical the crisis right now, like it's collapsing. So there are a lot of migrants should be paid in dollars. A lot of them are not being paid in dollars anymore, and in the worst case, like not even being paid anymore. Isn't that illegal? <laughs> that shouldn't be illegal. Should be illegal. <laughs> exactly. Does um, that exist in Lebanon? Illegal, <laughs> <laughs> What is that? Terrible. <laughs> 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 yeah, and I think like um, coming here and seeing that like it's just something that's just as me as a Dutch person like you just of course we have a whole big history of slavery and I am not saying that that it's not an existing or didn't exist in the Netherlands yeah. but seeing that now here with your with my eyes and just hearing the horrific stories yeah. um, it's just in a you as a foreigner who is in Lebanon, why didn't you have to go to the Kafala system? Because you guys are both just from different countries, coming to work in Lebanon. What is the difference? So basically, if I want to work in Lebanon as an, like, as an international staff, I do need a coffee. But then, for example, as an organization, for example, they okay. would be my coffee. Okay. No. The thing is, of course, now we talk about racism, right? So why, indeed, why, why should I go to why am I treated differently than, than someone coming from Asia or from Africa? So we the answer. <laughs> it's just how do Lebanese people treat you? I don't know, it's an interesting question actually. <laughs> um, I think it's a privilege for sure. Mm -hmm. And being white, right, so to say, which the term I hate. Um, I think people, I don't know if it's a hard question because I know, like, it's a hard question because you know you're treated differently yeah. and you're treated better, especially working in this field. Um, so, what has working on this project and working in Lebanon in general? What is all of that taught you? So much. I think one of the taught me is that people hear, like about a lot about the culture, Lebanese culture. I think there's so much mistrust. Um, people like. Lebanese are going through such a hard experience as well, and like I'm just trying to to fight this racism, as in like bringing people together. I think we cannot, uh, for example, focus only on microphone or focus only on Syrians. Focus like we should indeed again get rid of nationality and really, um, yeah, like get together and work together. Yeah, um, it's uh, yeah, interesting context. Because <laughs> I mean that prejudice exists at yeah. many levels of Lebanese society within Lebanese themselves. Exactly, yeah. It's not like we're this harmonious, peaceful community of uh, unified, you know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> blame you, right? We blame the Lebanese. I mean, if you are living in this system and having so many difficulties and obstacles, I'm not talking about race anymore, but as in like fight, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, it's just through a lot. Yeah. And if you go back to history and, mm -hmm. like, you know, they've been struggling yeah. for a long time. Exactly. So yeah. you understand why Lebanese are. Yeah. Take mm -hmm. Exactly. Guys, I want to ask you, I asked Hannah earlier, what is your favorite thing about Lebanon? 
the foods. <laughs> the food, yeah. That's what I've been born as an adult. But no, also what Anna was saying before, of course, like Lebanon, I mean, I can be surfing in the weekends and being like skiing in the wild mountains, okay, not yeah. that I ski, but <laughs> being snowboarding. Despite all of the, I mean, despite the work that I'm doing, the people are just so lovely. I mean, all of you, like, it's just, uh, they're in the hospitality. Like, I think the hospitality is just something that I I miss back home, and that's, that's something that's really strong. What about you, Alice? It's a hard question because, you know, being a Lebanese, and you know, what do you expect me like, to answer? You know, you know, it's my home, you know. I'm gonna have tears in my eyes until you have to come. This. <laughs> I just. <laughs> yeah, so it's my home. It's where I grew. It's my family. It's people I love. It's the smell of the ocean, the, the, the beach, the mountains, everything. Everything. Literally. The people, everything. What is the solution to racism? How do you stop that? I think that's what I mean. The whole world, but that's what I think is missing. What about you? Um, I think people like should, when they look at someone else, they should like try to see their re reflection. So you know, it's like looking back at you. Yeah. We're like all the same. So there's yeah. there's no need to have this kind of thing. We're all the same. So a lot of people ask me why didn't you take an artist that wasn't like a migrant? Um, it's like yeah, but bringing I really saw like this evolving over the last month is having Alice with with migrants like some actually don't want to say migrants like people from different nationalities. Yeah. Having you as a Lebanese, you just like you I, I saw you like evolving like opening your eyes, hearing those stories, and just being edu like education, and that's an alternative. Yeah, that's true, and that's so powerful. Like. That exposure is so important mm -hmm. because exposure is also education. Yes. Like by having conversations, by being open to meeting people, what's going on. Instead of living in our bubbles and isolating ourselves. Last question: What is peace for individuals? Your questions are very hard. <laughs> I feel like a test at school. <laughs> But I was saying before for me, it's like a world where there's no empathy. <laughs> Again, empathy. I think I always come back to empathy. Um, Compassion, changing. <laughs> <laughs> I found yeah. a new word for you um, because you always tell me that you go back to the same word, right? Amanda, what's peace for you? <laughs> Don't ask me, I ask them. <laughs> Oh, how beautiful.
Thank you. Yeah. Thanks to you, Amanda.